step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com, a magazine and a website, respectively. I am the Tep, Greg Tupper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very much. And if you're listening to this, then you are a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. So one thing we're going to do, we are going to, I think we're going to release the Thursday show for free. I'm going to throw it in the uh, in the feed, in Ooh. the TFT feed, just to give people a little taste. A little taste. A little taste. Yeah. Thursday. But I want Getting them to the get first a, hit for free. That's, give, that's drug dealer talk. I want to give them, I'm glad it's on the premium. Uh, I want to give them the, the, the snootful of Matt Step. That's why I'm going to give them the Thursday one, because I'm going to be talking about the 1A games today. Uh, this is your Wednesday State Championship preview edition of Dave uh, of Tep and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast. Uh, we're going to preview all three days. This is what we're going to do. We're going to preview each day of the state championship games because uh, there are four days. Yes. We are about to. So our suggestion mm-hmm. is on your way to the stadium each day, mm-hmm. you pop in on your podcast feed while you're in your car, mm-hmm. the daily. So Wednesday on your way to the game, listen to this. Thursday on your way to the games, listen to Thursday. Or if you're close enough to the stadium, just put it on while you're getting ready to go to the games. Yeah. And get geared up for each day. Can I can I um, bring up a um, something that we uh, that that I think we we don't we don't flex very often on this show. Just slight flexes. May I read a tweet for you? Yes. From Brian Schroll, Brian Schroll uh, of uh, News Channel Six now in Wichita Falls. Yes. <clears throat> one of our media that. compadres. One of our media. One of the the many of the unwashed masses of the media. <clears throat> Quote. Went back and listened to the preview edition of Tep and Step, and man, at Tepper and at Matt Step 817 nailed so much, like Duncanville North Shore rematch, Lake Travis, Houston Drake Jesuit as a sleeper, and that's just in 6A. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, we appreciate that. Blind squirrels and nuts and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Because mm-hmm. trust me, there's also some stuff or that we who is up. Yeah, or as John King says, a uh, blind hog finds an acorn. <laughs> That is in reference to another one of our yes. media compadres. Congrats, Gabe Brooks, yeah. Congrats on being to engaged. Gabe Brooks, happy for you. You man. outdid yourself you for sure. Because we were all like, "How did he get her?" Mm-hmm. So let's get into the first day um, of the Texas High School Football State Championships, the UIL Texas High School Football State Championships. Yes, um, three games. Uh, are you going to make the six-man game this year? Uh, I might make part. I start to work. Yeah, Wednesday during the day. Um, I might make it for the second half of the second game, depending on if it's a uh, 45-point rule. We will com- we will be there um, for all uh, – we will have complete coverage of all the games. Uh, Fox Sports Southwest, by the way, is showing this game on the channel. It's very cool for those six On Fox fans. Sports Southwest. Uh, that was something that um, I I asked – I'm not – I'm I want to be clear. I'm not taking credit for this. But I'm asking. I, I I sent an email to one of the pr- program, one of the guys who runs program there, and said, "Hey, uh, would it be possible to put this on linear? Like, would it be possible to put it on on the Big Boy Channel?" Uh, and and he wrote back and said, um, and said, "Oh, you know, let me look into it." And then it happened. And I'm just I'm happy for for the six man folks because they are. Uh, this is something that, that that I know will mean a lot to them, and it gives people who are like city slickers because. You know, inevitably, six-man football is usually played out in the sticks. Gives them an opportunity to see the game. So I'm excited about that. Let's start it all off. The first of 12 state championships going down. 11 a.m. Wednesday morning, bright and early at AT&T Stadium in Arlington as the McLean Tigers take on the Blum Bobcats for the 1A Division I state championship. One thing worth mentioning from off the top. 
Remember, the divisions are flipped this year. Yes, division Division one goes first. Division one goes first, then division two. Still same order, 1A, 2A, 3A. Can I, can I throw out a hot take? Here it comes. Here with a hot take, Matt Stop. I don't like I don't like it. I wish division one, I wish they would just keep the same order every year and just go division two goes first, division one goes second. It's the years that it's flipped like this, it just seems a little weird. The, I agree with you, but the only the My only thing take. the only thing I disagree with like the, the reason that holds me back from that, from jumping whole hog onto that, is the two A division. The Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. The Wednesday game. Yeah. Because playing Wednesday's weird. It's playing Wednesday, and you weird. don't want to just say, "Oh, well, the small school, you have to play Wednesday." You know, yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that gives me pause. In any case, although for the first time, Mart will not play on a Wednesday. Yeah, they're two and zero on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. They love it. They don't win this week. They'll be really like, yeah. this is, "Can we just play Wednesday every year?" So, Let's go back. Sorry, it's a hot take. There sorry. One A Division One, the McLean Tigers and the Blum Bobcats. McLean, who made their first ever trip to state championship game last year and won it uh, in a wild one. That was the one hundred to seventy yeah, game. Yeah. It's the second-highest-scoring game uh, in, in six-man state championship history. Um, they go, and my wife is calling me for some reason. I have to decline it, honey. I'm my sorry. wife? Oh, you're declining your wife's I call. Oh, wow. What do you want me to oh, do? Boy. Pick it up. Um, we, and so McLean is back to defend their title, and McLean is back to defend their title in, uh, for, the, for the same reasons that we thought, which is, uh, they, they they still have that guy. They still have Ben Crockett. Yeah. I don't know a lot about six-man football, but I do know Ben Crockett, and I know that dude is a monster. He is. He is a, he is a mismatch, and he is seriously the most electric. He's the most dominant player in six-man football this year. Last week in their big come-from-behind win over Rankin in the semifinals, this was not, I guess, last week technically, but two weeks ago, he ran a six-man record 48 times. For 493 yards and eight touchdowns, and also threw for a touchdown. Um, he is an unstoppable force, and he has a chance, I think, to cement his legacy as one of the great six-man players of all time. He doesn't do it a ton. He doesn't do it alone. They got a great defense as well. Uh, Crockett, of course, leads the team in tackles as well. But Dalton Absher is a big-time playmaker. He's got 11 interceptions on the year. Keaton Helton as well. Uh, this is a team that uh, is is complete. Furthermore, they come from the west side. They come from the west side of the state, and that is side. that is where six man football traditionally uh, the west is dominant. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, the Richland Springs, the team we'll get to in a moment, is actually the outlier. They are they are the team from east that that has been Quote, really, unquote, really good. East, yes, Richland Springs is still. I know it's <laughs> like most the vast majority of six man I know is is west of I thirty five. So they're taking on Blum. Blum is the first making their first ever trip to the state championship game. And this is a really balanced team. You know, in a lot of ways, it's been a while since we've seen a team throw the ball a fair amount in six-man games, in six-man state championship games, but Blum does that. Dylan Vardaman is a a star for them, but they also run the ball with Colton Gonzalez. Um, This is a team that is is a bit of a surprise to be here. It's actually, much like Malakoff-Grandview a year ago, this is actually a state championship rematch. Uh, These two teams met in week one. Back in the back in Jayton, where McLean won sixty five to thirty eight, um, Blum is going to have to make some changes defensively to slow down Ben Crockett. Um, but you, the thing, the thing that's most interesting is I want like Blum. This is, sounds crazy, but Blum probably needs to get this thing into a shootout. I don't think their mm-hmm. defense is going to stop McLean enough. They probably need to get this game into a shootout. Get this, get the score up, up, up. The more they do that, the more they can hang. 
but the bottom line is that I just trusted the McLean defense a little bit more than I trust the Blum defense. And this strikes me as the higher the score, the more it, it benefits Blum. But with six-man football, much like with small school 11-man football, sometimes it's just as simple as going with the team that has the single best player. And the team with the single best player is Ben Crockett. He is a monster. I think that he is going to be the difference. I think he cements his legacy as one of the all-time greats. And I think that you're going to – I think that's what's going to happen. Well, and by the way, do, Here's, here's a question. How, how many – of the teams playing the, the 24 – so yeah. six man, the, the four six-man teams aside, yeah. of the 20 11-man teams that are playing, would ben, ben Crockett probably could start for pretty much every single one of the teams playing, I would yeah, think. Yeah, they'd find a place for him. He's that good. Yeah. He's a star. Like, he could start for Dunkerville or well, North Shore. He's, yeah, and he's got the size. That's the thing. It's like normally – Normally, the stars of six-man football... He could play safety or outside linebacker yes. for Dunkerville or North Shore. Normally, the real stars of six-man football are either big or fast, and he's both. Yes. Like, he's a star. And so, Ben Crockett is the guy that you're going to want to keep an eye on. Uh, every, all of our experts are in lockstep. Experts, quote-unquote. I'm one of those. I, I've got... I've got uh, I haven't McClain. seen anyone pick Blum. No. Yeah. Blum... This would be a pretty sizable upset. I would say, I would say if Blum won this game, it would, it would represent a relatively sizable upset. I guess the only uh, thing Blum kind of has going for him is location. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, not, they're not that far south of Fort Worth. I mean, no. It's between... They're just going 42 miles. McLean's way... Yeah. McLean's way up there. So if you're looking for an advantage for Blum, they, yeah. that's probably it. I still think it's, it's McLean's to lose. Um, I think that they are probably the team to beat in this one. So that is 1A Division one that will kick it all off. We'll crown our first state champion. Then... On to 1A Division 2. 2 o'clock, remember, normally it'll be 11, 3, and 7. The first date's 11, 2, and 7 because they need the extra hour to scrub the lines off the field. Yeah. Which is, as we mentioned it's last year. It's kind of fun to watch on its own. It is. It's kind of like, you know how people, when they watch ice hockey, they love like the Zamboni? Yeah. It's a little bit like that. They've gotten really good at it. I remember the first year it was... A little touch and go. Kind of dicey. But this yeah. year they have... They've gotten down to a science. Yeah, they really do. 1A Division 2, 2 o'clock Wednesday at at t Stadium in Arlington. It is the Motley County Matadors taking on the Richland Springs Coyotes. First and foremost, for those who don't know where Motley County is, this is in the city of Matador in Motley County. It's the seat of Motley County up there in uh, kind of the kind of the panhandle. It's, it's kind of that no man's land. Yeah. I was talking to uh, uh, one of the Lubbock, Lubbock reporters, um, the photographer Brad Tollefson, mm-hmm. and... Uh, that that kind of some of Texas's most sparsely populated counties are not in far west Texas. Mm-hmm. They're kind of in that no man land between Wichita Falls and Lubbock. So this kind is, of that mid ground. Some of those counties are extremely sparse. Yes, and that's when you get into six man. I guess if you wanted to say this was, it's just I guess northeast of Lubbock is probably the best way to say it. Really, what it is is you get on se- you get on seventy. Uh, out of Vernon, going towards Plainview, and you'll you'll go through Matador. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's just kind of it. It's a small town. It's got a population in the last census, um, or Mo- the entire county of Motley County. It's the te- tenth least populous county yeah. in Texas. One thousand two hundred ten. Yeah, in the whole county. The whole county. Yeah, I'd say it's kind of almost halfway between Childress and if you drew a line between Childress and Lubbock. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Right between there. It's right between there. Anyway, Matt, Motley County is back in the state championship game. They are not a they are not a newcomer, so to speak, uh, but they haven't been here in a minute. It's been it's been a minute since they've been here. 
But this is a team that has been to uh, two title games. They won it in 2007, and they lost to the Richland Springs dynasty in 2011. That's the last time they were here. This is a team that is... Um, it's like a six-man team from when six-man football start, started getting big because it is an old-school team. They're not going to be spread out. They're going to be tight, and they're all going to be on the line, and then they're going to turn and hand the ball off to Jake Richards. Mm. Jake Richards is awesome. The sophomore running back, he's approaching 4,000 yards on the year. He has been insane for Motley County this year. Uh, he's at 39.03, so barring something crazy— He's going to both. Uh, he's already broken the record. He broke uh, Brian Griffin's 1983 mark of 3798. Um, but they, uh, barring any, something crazy, he's going to get to the 4,000 yard mark, which is mm-hmm. insane. That they're not one dimensional though. Demetric Sims, their quarterback, can throw a little bit, and Cade Wampler, their big tight end, uh, is is going to be a tough a tough cover. But the I mean the story here is Richland Springs. Because they can do something that literally no other team in Texas high school football has ever done. And that is, they can win a ninth state championship. They're one of the five. Katie, Salina, Southlake, Carroll, Alito, who we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. in later episodes, step to step. And now Richland Springs. They can be the first. Was Richland Springs expected to do this this year? They, no. They, were, they kind of came out, not, well, not came out of nowhere, but they weren't first picked to be so, here, right? So the thing is... Jerry Burkhart is the once-and-future coach of uh, Richland Springs. He was the coach. He was the coach during that big-time dynasty earlier yes. in this decade. Uh, where made they made a 4A into 11-man. Yeah, and then went, he, he went, took a 4A into 11-man. Didn't go well. It did not go well. Didn't last a whole season. Yeah, so then there. he comes back. He, at one point, had taken another job and then bowed out. He is, he has, he's been around a little mm-hmm. bit, but he lands back at Richland Springs, and he brings with him his son, Landon Burkhart. So is he, is he the head coach at Richland Springs? He's the head coach at Richland Springs. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Jerry Burkhart is the head coach at Richland Springs. And they got that thing cooking. Now, a big part of it is Landon Burkhart. Landon Burkhart has been terrific this year. And he is the straw that stirs the drink uh, for this team. They have, and, and the thing is, they are really deep. For a 1A Division II team, they're really deep. They've got guys, not only Burkhart, but Lane Shannon, Griffin Rigdon, uh, they've got a lot of guys who can really who can who can beat you in a lot of different ways. That depth is very dangerous for for Motley County. Yeah, they've got Demetric Sims and Cade Wampler, but that's a secondary option. The number one thing is Jake Richards. They want to hand the ball to Jake Richards. I wonder if R- Richland Springs does does every boy in the school play football? There's a fair chance they only have. Th- th- you talk about depth. This is a school of 48 kids. 48 kids in the whole school. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to think every boy in the school. You've got to think, and they may have a disproportionate amount of boys in the school. Because talking about a school of forty-eight kids, I know, I know it's six man, but even in six man, forty-eight is not a big no, school. No, that's they're that's, on the small end. I mean, they're D two. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like and they, they have depth. They have depth. It's, it's really interesting. It to is, hear that. but they've just got a lot of different ways that they can beat you. Um, I, I really think that this is a team. Um, this is a rematch of that two thousand and eleven title game, where Richard Springs handed them. And the thought here is, again, pretty big favorite. Richland Springs Richland Springs beat Strawn, the two-time defending champ, in the semifinals, and they beat them pretty handily, 62-14. to 14. And that's, that felt like the coronation. Motley County it, it has a chance, if they're able to run the ball, and if, if Motley County is probably the best blocking team in six-man football, mm-hmm. if they are able to run the ball 
then that's going to give them an opportunity to stay in this game. But Richland Springs is the more talented team, and Richland Springs is the more dangerous team, more versatile team. They're the team to beat here. I picked Richland Springs. Everyone picks Richland Springs to win this game. Um, one of the questions is going to be, Does I mean, this is going to be a, a, a real question for both of these games, really and truly. Do they get past halftime? That's a big question. If you don't, if you don't know, uh, six man football has a forty five point mercy rule, which means that at or after halftime, if they're if a team is ever up by forty five, the game is over. That's why you have like walk off touchdowns and stuff like that yeah. in six man football. It's kind of wild. There is a there is a chance that both these games are decided by halftime. I think I think Blum I think Blum may be able to hang, and I think Motley County may be able to hang. But let's put it this way. I I would be a little surprised if we saw a fourth quarter in either of these teams. Either of these okay. games. These are ten minute quarters, so they're shorter, but I I, I think you've got sizable favorites in both these games. I think McLean's a sizable favorite over Blum. I think Rotom Springs is a sizable favorite over Motley County. And that would be a record ninth title. And that would be pretty remarkable. I mean, it would be a mo- that's a moment in Texas high school football history. Yeah. And we may have another one join them in on Saturday, <coughs> mm-hmm. but for at least three days. Two days, I guess. For at least two days, they would be the only team in Texas high school football history with nine state championships. Raise the banner. Raise the banner. <laughs> okay. So that will wrap up the six-man uh, six games. We will then scrub the lines. We'll expand it back out from 80 by 40 out to fit, out to, out to those temporary goalposts 100 out. By, by, by 50. Uh, that's another thing, by the way. Uh, if you don't know, if you're unfamiliar with six-man football, field goals count for four. If you kick an extra point, it's worth two. And that is because... Having a, if you have forty eight kids in your class in your school and you have a kid who can make it, yeah. then that's a weapon. Pretty awesome, yeah. Pretty great. Let's move to our first, our inaugural, our first of twelve, eleven or 10, 10. 11 man state championship games. It is seven o'clock Wednesday night at AT and T Stadium in Arlington, as the post antelopes take on the Refurio Bobcats for the two A Division One state championship, and. I don't really know where to start, except I'll say this. I think you start with uh, I think this pedigrees. A, I think this is a sleeper to steal the show. I think this is, well, I that, think this is a sleeper, low-key game of the weekend. There's only two battles of unbeatens, mm-hmm. both this one and Denton Ryan and, and Shadow Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the thing that stands out to me is the pedigree here. This is Refurio. This is the fourth time in the last five years yeah. they've been to state. This is This is pretty old hat for them. Post is their first time in school history. They'd only been in the semifinals twice before this. Repirio so, is making their 10th appearance. Yeah, they made four it, out of five years. They made it in 15, 16, 17. They missed it 18, and they, they, they're back in 19. And by the way, if you expand that out, this is the one, two, three, four, five, sixth time this decade yeah. they've been here. This is, this is old hat for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing that pops into my mind. Um, the second thing is, is, is how healthy is Refurio? Still hearing rumblings of how banged up they are. And, man, they had to slosh and struggle last week to get past San Augustine. That game was dicey. Now, San Augustine, probably better than we thought. I think I think they, the last two years, getting to the semifinals and getting blown out, they played well. They they were they were pretty determined. But, I, you know, folks telling me that, that Refurio still is not 100%. They're going up against the post team that is dangerous. This is a team that... Um, has really good size up front. They're solid up front. But what I love about Post is is their versatility on the on offense. They can 
they can have the same personnel out there and come out in a lot of different looks. They use two different quarterbacks, and they wrote, there's no rhyme or reason to how they rotate Slayton Pittman and Tatum Thetford at quarterback. It's kind of a feel thing, it seems like. Um, they've got McDaniel in the backfield. They've got Ashton Jefferson, who's their star running back. They've got multiple different weapons at receiver. But the big weapon is Thetford. When they, put, when they have Pittman at quarterback and Thetford at receiver, I think that's a real mashup problem yes. for Refugio because Thetford is a legit six foot four, one ninety, and he he might be the best looking athlete out on the field. We saw on both teams. We were I mentioned this before, but the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew was out in Brownwood for this game, and we saw Thetford. And the the interesting thing about Post is because they do run the ball so much, and this is a running team. Make no mistake about it. This is a team that wants to run the ball. 80, 85% of the plays. I mean, this is a real run-heavy team. But because of that, you have to load the box. And you have to lo- you have to put some extra guys in the box, which usually leaves Tatum Thetford one-on-one. Against a 2A Division one corner. I mean, right. no no offense, but it's probably not going to be somebody gotta, size. By the way, you got to think they're going to put Jordan Kelly on him, right? If he's healthy. If he's healthy. I mean, he's That's another one. You know, he's... He sprained his ankle in the in the regional final. Um, I ha- I wasn't able to pull a uh, a stat line from. Ref- I didn't, probably need to ask Mike Foreman this if Kelly played in the semifinal against St. Augustine. Um, and then you got Austin Ochoa. Austin Ochoa is the real key for the Refugio offense. He yeah. he makes that thing go. Three year starter at quarterback, two years at Refugio, one year at Gregory Portland as a sophomore. He's the he's the real straw that stirs that drink over there. Um, he's a dual threat guy, but he really can throw the ball well and can spread the ball around. And that's where Refugio's got the edge, is when you got guys like Jordan Kelly, you've got um, Antoine, I think it's Gross at receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Najee Gadsden at running back, Isidro Moscoro at running back. Refugio's got the advantage, the skill spots. But they've got to have a guy who can distribute the football to those playmakers in space and, and let them go to town. And I think if Ochoa can stay upright and stay healthy, they'll be fine. But – if post-defensive line, which is very good. I mean, they, that defense last week against Valley View was suffocating. Valley View broke an 80, 83-yard touchdown run in the first quarter, and after that, they didn't threaten to score. The, like, Did you ever feel like Valley View was going to score the rest? Of the, they recovered a fumble. Uh, post fumbled the ball on their own 20 in the second quarter, and they went backwards. Like, I never felt like Valley View was going to score. But this is a very different team, because yes. Refurio is a lot more versatile. Yes. They have a lot better speed from a team perspective. And a better passing attack. And a better passing attack. Yes. Valley, View, Valley View had a freshman quarterback out there. And Valley View... Valley Their View, offensive line could not block no, post. they could not block post. Yeah. But the thing about post that's interesting, and they... Those dudes fly sideline to sideline. They swarm. They have good speed. Post, yeah. post is not slow. They're not they're, slow. They're not the slow, the slow plotting West Texas team that you're thinking of. They've got good speed. Um, I think is faster. Um, I think it was a hashtag at one point, Refugio is faster. But I think Refugio's got more speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Post is by no means slow. Um, but I, I – This comes down to health, man. Yeah, I, I, I think Refugio, if Refugio's if, healthy, they, they win the game. I think you're right. What's so interesting to me – I was pulling up our preseason rankings. This is, this is like literally David versus Goliath. You have number one Refugio. They are a preseason number one team. Going up against unranked Post, okay – Post, although, let's give some credit where it's thank due. Thank you, thank you. Here comes, it was hipster pick yes. by Matt Stepp. This is, a hipster, this is a Matt Stepp hipster pick. But they were de facto, in computer rankings, they were 36th in 2A Division One, And here they are in a title game. Yep. What a job. I think, I think they're the first ever uh, uh, 
hipster pick that's made the title game, I think. Don't I've, tell I've had some hipster that. Well, I've had some hipster picks go we're taking now for those of you on the hipster pick is a preseason team that we we don't have ranked that we think could make noise yeah. in the playoffs. Sometimes for some teams that noise is getting to the second round. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that noise like I had Fort Worth Northside as a hipster pick. Yeah. I think that was a successful hipster mm-hmm. pick. They had made a playoffs since 1979. They made a playoffs this year. Pretty good. Sometimes a hipster pick is they can go three or four rounds deep. Post was, I mean, they've, they made me look really smart. So, they did. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think ultimately if Refurio is healthy, I think they've just got a few more weapons. Um, I think Post is going to have to, another thing that, that worries me about Post, Post the last two weeks has had a real propensity to put the ball on the ground. They have. They had they a couple played, of fumbles. A bit sloppy. Early. Early. They, they cleaned it up after, uh, about halfway through the second quarter. They cleaned it up. But the first half, first quarter, first eighteen minutes of the game, they were very sloppy, and it was the same thing last week against uh, against Hawley in the court in the regional finals. They they fumbled the ball, I think, two or three times. They can't they they, they got to be clean this week. If they they're, they're not to pull the upset. They're gonna have to be clean this week. If they if they fumble the ball, Referio will make them pay and make them pay quick pay quickly. Yeah, kind of like Holland. Holland came out first play of the game, fumbled. Referio scored a touchdown two plays later, and the game was almost over at that yeah, point. Yeah, basically. So Post has got to play clean. Um, and I think Refugio's health is going to be – those are the two things to watch. Post, can they play a clean clean first 20 minutes or so? Refugio, how healthy is Jordan Kelly and Austin Ochoa? The other thing, and I guess I'll just keep bringing this up. I mentioned in the picks video. But this is just a weird game, okay? Um, these are two teams that have probably never thought of each other, right? Uh, clearly. Clearly. Um, they're two teams that have never thought of each other. They are two teams that are separated by almost – 500 miles. Yeah, I mean, Post is just south of Lubbock. Refugio is just north of Corpus Christi. They're on opposite yes, ends of the state. How, all right, here, how many, if you ask the, what percentage of players on Post would would have any general idea where Refugio is? Zero percent. Same and thing for Refugio? I think it's yeah. the, and the reverse is true, too. Yeah, I mean. Um, and then it's in the Wednesday night thing. I mean, let's not, let's not overstate, you know, understate how weird it is to play on a Wednesday night. Like, it's just going to be different. There's also the scene. It's on eight. It's at AT and T Stadium. It is uh, on national television. It is. I mean, this is a big moment. Yeah, and, and that's that's another thing. Why, reason why I think Refugio has an advantage. You know, Post is. How many teams do we see walk in there for the first time? Oh yeah, and get and get dish sauce. And a lot of them that are playing like on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come in a day early and get it out of the way. They come to the stadium early and go watch some other games. Post really isn't going to have that luxury unless they get there really early and watch the six-man game. So um, the awe factor could play a role in this thing as well. I will say this. I think it's ref- I, I think it's Refurio comfortably or I think it's Post close. Like that's kind of the way I see it mm-hmm. is I could see it. And I do think – I really think this is a sleeper game of the week. I think it. I think there's a chance. I'm excited about this game. I think I'm. I'm legitimately going to start. There, the there are games right. this week that I feel like I. I have a good read on this game. I have a read on, but it could very definitely turn. And I love. I mean, it would be really interesting if Post gets them chasing. This game could get really dicey for Rafiro in a hurry. That will close out Wednesday. We will then go home and sleep in our little football beds, mm-hmm. get some sleep before we come back for Thursday. But that is for another edition. Happen stuff. So that's your Wednesday preview. Thank Enjoy you. the games. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. And Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Happen stuff.